G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Hey, it is what so many churches call Holy Week. It's the week in the lead up to Easter. So what a great time to be able to talk with our special guest today who has released a song called The Glory of the Cross. You might want to engage with us in a conversation about the cross, about all things Easter today. And uh, get ready, we'll open our talkback lines in just a short while. But our special guest today grew up in Papua New Guinea, playing ukulele and guitar in village churches. Today, his music and songs are heard and sung in churches worldwide. It's a great story, being born to missionary parents, trekking for miles to remote village churches, then completing a Bachelor of Music degree and joining the Hillsong music team, playing a part of... 17 Hillsong albums as a songwriter, producer and guitarist. Well, our focus today on the fact that Jesus sang a hymn with his disciples during the Last Supper. At the end of the Passover meal, Matthew and Mark state that the disciples sang a hymn with Jesus before departing. Well, our special guest today, Raymond Badham, Raymond has a new song that he's just released. It's called The Glory of the Cross. We're going to hear it shortly. But Raymond, a special welcome along to 2020. Yeah, thank you so much, Neil. Thanks for having me on. Well, great timing, Raymond. Uh, Lead up to Easter, you've got a song called The Glory of the Cross. Uh, What's the inspiration here? I mean, uh, that might be an obvious question, but uh, give us your heart insights into a song with a title like that. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's called The Glory of the Cross. Um, maybe uh, on face value, we might think that it should be called The Glory of the Resurrection. Uh, but really, I think the focus in the New Testament is on the cross. Um, yeah, for sure, the resurrection, we have great hope. Um, but it's the cross that changes us. It's the cross that... Um, uh, redeems us. It's the cross. It's on the cross where Christ paid for our sins. So, really, that's the focus of of the song. Isn't it interesting? Uh, your thoughts here, because the cross, uh, as something that some think as a time of celebration, uh, we might even correct that and say a time of commemoration, because the brutality that Jesus suffered that day on the cross. And we can often sing it with such passion, uh, even with a smile on our own faces. But we're singing about something which is cruel, which is brutal, and which has secured for us our salvation. Your thoughts here on the glory of the cross, because this was dreadful brutality, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely brutal. Uh which is why it's so, um, uh, I'm looking for the right word, but it's so, um, it's so amazing, the, the cross itself, yeah, um, to see the suffering of Christ. Because Jesus said, when I'm lifted up, 
I will draw all men to myself. And he's talking about the cross. Um, and so he was lifted up on the cross to draw us to himself. Yeah, it's through his suffering that he draws us that our, our hearts are changed. It's funny, oh, isn't it, that sometimes there's a little bit of a misinterpretation around that thought of Jesus being lifted up because we'll often think, oh, if we lift up his name in praise and uh-huh. worship, that he'll draw yes. all men to himself. But I love the way you actually bring some clarity there. Being lifted up here means being lifted up, nailed to a wooden cross and uh, jolted right. into the ground. That's, That's right. what lifting up is about. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The chorus song says, uh, The cost of his forgiveness lifted high for all to see, the glory of the cross of Calvary. So it's the cost of his forgiveness. If we can think about that, um, that's what is lifted high for us to see. If we can see how much... He loves us. Um, yeah, we're allowing the glory of the cross then to enter our hearts, I think. Um, yeah, and so for the lead up to Easter, I think that's such a crucial thing for us to think about. You know, who knows where our conversation will go today, but let me just take you uh, into some deeper waters here because the image of Jesus lifted up. On the cross, the brutality, the cruelty, and, uh, you know, we now have the experience of having so many movies over generations now that have given to us almost, in some sense, a sugar-coated image of Jesus on the cross. Now, some might remember The Passion of the Christ, uh, that movie that came out, uh, I don't know how long ago, it must have been a decade or more, Uh, where Mm. the image of Jesus uh, covered in scarring and blood, uh, the brutality was so much more less palatable. But there's something not so palatable in the reality of what Jesus suffered for us. And Mm. this is, is, for some, that's a a challenge. Uh, For others, it's like, well, don't sugarcoat this. What is the reality of the cross? How does it feel for you, Ray? Yeah, I I remember what when I watched that movie the first time, <clears throat> the Passion of the Christ, uh, uh, Passion, Passion of Christ. Um, the part that stuck out most to me where was where Jesus was carrying the cross, um, and I think he he falls down, and he says, "I am making all things new." That just struck me. I am making all things new, <laughs> and that's what I walked out with. Yeah. But it's so true. Um, I think there's Paul who says um, uh, that that the cross is a stumbling block. Well, Jesus said it himself too, didn't he? Uh, it's a stumbling block because it really is. It's a place where we have to stumble. It, it has to cause us to stumble in some way. It has to cause us to fall down, in other words, the cross. When we see the brutality of what Christ went through for us, it's got to cause our heart to kind of, you know, stop and go, what, how, how amazing is the love of Christ? Yeah, our, I think our pride stumbles right there, and it has to. Isn't it amazing uh, how you make all things new? And uh, we think on our own human level about what that might look like. But we're actually drawn into the drama of the passion and 
we're drawn into the heart of God. How does he make all things new? By being a ransom, uh, by securing the salvation for humanity. And there's a cost, and it's not in dollars or precious gemstones or whatever we might think has value, but he says Mm. there's value in the blood of a sacrifice and his Mm. son is right at the center. Um, How do you make all things new? And and you've been reflecting on this because this is really where your your new song is, uh, In the Glory of the Cross, a reflection on how all things made new. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, In the second, oh, sorry, the first verse, it says um, it finishes with, he held he held to justice as he held to burning grace and i think that's what you know just that picture for me is you know his arms outstretched on the cross holding on to the justice of god because we do need justice in this world uh, without the hope of of justice everything falls flat so uh, justice is a hope Um, for us so he holds to the justice of God and he holds to burning grace at the same time and he in that way he he pays the price of the justice of God um, so that we can come in we can come in through through Christ we can come into relationship with God and we feel this gentle call on our own hearts Uh, look at him in all of the brutality and the bloodshed that has happened, Mm. because in looking at his bloodshed, looking at his sacrifice and belief that's born in the heart, uh, this is one of those amazing mysteries, how we look Mm. to Christ and our own salvation is secured because we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. Well, 1-800-316-316. You're welcome to join us in a conversation today. We're talking about the glory of the cross. And our special guest is Raymond Badham. Raymond has just released a song called The Glory of the Cross. Wonderful to have him as a guest with us. And we'll take some calls in just a few minutes. But uh, Raymond, these days uh, you work with the Hillsong College and you're teaching songwriting. Now, I mentioned in the introduction that you've been involved in something like 17 of Hillsong's albums, and they are uh, songs that have been sung around the world. You're a part of something very historic in all of that. But uh, take us into what you do at Hillsong College teaching music. Yeah, so I primarily teach songwriting at uh, Hillsong College, plus other worship subjects. Um, And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's something I love because I get to do two two passions in my life, which is songwriting uh, and teaching, and so somehow God has brought them both together. So I'm I'm really blessed to be doing it. You know, having been someone who has followed the journey of Hillsong over all these years, decades now, and uh, some of those albums are more captivating than others. But uh, those albums, I've heard so many reflections on people saying. Well, that's not just like a modern worship song. That's like a modern hymn. I wonder if you've got any thoughts here on when you are hearing songs or when you're writing songs for Hillsong, the way you think about what those songs relate to. Any thoughts here? 
Yeah, well, I've come on a journey um, with that myself probably over the last 10, 15 years um, to come to realise that the more we can focus on Christ in our songs, uh, the more we bring people to uh, true worship. And I guess it's not just the thoughts or imagination of one person as a songwriter uh, when you are contributing to albums, and we're talking 17 of those, and uh, they're sort of global hits, all of those. Uh, you've, got a, 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 you've got a whole bank of people who are offering their insights and their accountability for the way that you know the theology works and what you're actually teaching preaching singing to people in those songs any thoughts here on mm. on how all of the integrity holds together yeah absolutely we we have to, as songwriters we have to realize that we are part of uh, a history that has come before of hymns and songs and uh, christianity and the history of christianity we're we're, we're part of a flow of what's happening so we can't just be off doing our own thing we've got to realize that we have a history and we've got to come into that and be part of that in order to speak into that same flow yeah so we're part of history absolutely uh, taking calls on 1-800-316-316 and uh, your opportunity to take us whatever direction today around uh, the glory of the cross. Let's take a call. Steve is in Parks in New South Wales. Hi, Steve. Welcome along. Uh, g'day, um, um, uh, uh, Brother Raymond and Brother Neil. God bless you both. Good on I you, Steve. I have a question for, yep. for, for Brother Raymond. You're from Papua, is that correct, Brother Raymond? Uh, I was born and brought up in Papua New Guinea, yeah. Yeah, and you're a resident Australian now, are you? That's right. My parents were missionaries in Papua New Guinea. Oh, God bless you and your family and the uh, uh, wherever you are with the, throughout the world. What is very deeply, to, very deeply disturbing to millions of Christian Australians, I only claim I'm born again. I claim progress. I don't claim perfection. Uh, I have me stuff-ups, bleepers and blunders, but I'm very... I've only found this thing called Christianity in the last tw 25 years, the last 30 years. So I'm just a puppy in the, the, the scheme of things. But what I find very deeply disturbing is this um, um, uh, encroachment into the education systems, this godless gender-bending stuff, the attacks on Christians and the attacks on church. We have a politician who's been on the front line of the fight to the defend traditional Christian family values. He's very strong. He's, he's under enormous attack and stress right now. And I just wondered, uh, his name, and Brother Neil may have mentioned him too, he's a champion of just normal um, traditional values. Uh, and no doubt he has uh, perhaps deep feelings of faith himself that keeps him going. What can you suggest to lend... He's a politician, a state politician. His name is Mr Mark Latham. What sort of prayers can we pray for Mr Latham to give him the strength and the courage to keep going, Brother Raymond. Well, uh, Steve, let me just jump in here. You're taking us a little off the track 
of the direction for our conversation. And I'll I'll give uh, Raymond an opportunity to say a thought or two if he has one here. But we won't let the conversation stray too far this way. But but Ray, do you have a thought for Steve? Uh, yeah, I think it's a great point. We to to actually pray for the people who are upholding Christian values. Yeah, and I, I think that's something as Christians we can always pray for. Um, yeah. Okay, Steve, uh, we won't go into a whole lot here. Uh, we did have a little conversation in the earlier conversation with the Australian Christian Lobby around that. Uh, let's leave that for now. But Steve, thanks so much for calling through and offering your thought there. Uh, there are challenging things that people think about, uh, values and ethics and perhaps it's a little bit different because when you are on stage leading praise and worship, you're actually not telling people what values and ethics uh, they ought to stand for. Uh, your impressions here, Ray, because when you're leading people in praise and worship in church, it's as almost as though the the controversies of the day, they they simply meld into a little bit less importance as we begin to magnify the Lord and we recognize that he's the one who has his hand on nations, politicians, mm. uh, rulers. Mm. Any thoughts mm. here around what it is to worship God and all of these things, as our listener has suggested, uh, that they do actually uh, come into a bit better context because we're worshiping the King of Kings. Thoughts from you? Yeah, that's great, Neil. Um, yeah, there's 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 so much going on in the world, isn't there? So and so many uh, things we can think about. But I think the the power of of worship when we get together as a people of you know uh, a community um, on a on a Sunday to worship God together, we can come around the the central truths of Christianity and um and worship god together there's there's a there's a unity um a unity amongst diversity um that can be achieved when when we're worshiping god because uh like you said neil we're we're focusing on god we're focusing on the characteristics of god which which are um very plain to see in the bible yeah, the characteristics of God. Of God yeah. You're touching on something so important here, the unity that comes when people from all sorts of diverse backgrounds, diverse mm. political opinions, diverse sets of values, people at a different place in their mm. growth as a Christian believer and understanding what it is to hold to Christian ethics, when those things become less important and the elevation of Christ becomes more important, You've touched on something very powerful here, the fact that we can be unified together under one Lord and leader. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's that's such a great thing uh, that we can do um, in church, yeah. And there might be d different things we want to talk about, but really that worship time is just such a great place for us to center together and to really focus on Christ and what he's done for us. Um, yeah, we need we need that unifying as well, don't we? in this world and a place where we can gather and sing together, even just that, you know, the power of, of singing together, singing truths together that we can, we all believe in. Yeah. You know, there's the story of Easter and there's the message of Easter. It's this connection with our transcendent God who has the whole world in his hands. We're about to break for news, but Ray, let me ask you about that hymn that was sung 
after the Passover meal. We're told in Matthew and Mark, uh, how significant is it that the disciples together would sit around or stand around or lounge around with Jesus and would sing uh, a song or a hymn? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, that um, at the uh, last, as, as as the conclusion of the Last Supper, um, yeah, often traditionally they would finish with a hymn uh, that would be somewhere between Psalms, I think, 114 and 118, one of those. Um, and it's amazing that, that Christ, on the eve of the Passion, on the eve of dying on the cross, um, would actually gather his disciples together, um, talk about what he's going to do, going to do the next day, and then conclude with a song, um, giving thanks to God. Th- those psalms are really just thankfulness to God. And here is Christ. I think it's a picture really of, you know, there's a psalm that says, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Only he who has clean hands and pure heart. Now, who, who is that? I know it's not me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, but there there is one who does have clean hands and pure heart, one that did live a perfect life. And he's the one who could ascend the hill of the Lord. And he did it right. He did it carrying the cross. He ascended the hill um, to make a way for us to come to God. And I think it's just so amazing that, yeah, at the end of the Passover, they took the time. Jesus really is the, what I'm trying to say is Jesus is the true worshiper. He's the perfect worshiper, right? About to just undergo this, uh, you know, horrendous thing that was coming up. And he took time to give thanks to his father, (laughs) How amazing. And it is how amazing, uh, because mostly when we're focusing on the Passover, the Passover meal, or some call it a you know Passover Seder meal, uh, or the washing of the disciples' feet, this also happened uh, at the Passover. And in the washing of the disciples' feet, Jesus overturns a whole worldly view of what leadership even is. And uh, he says, I'm going to wash your feet. And if I can't Mm. wash your feet, you have no part of me. So this servanthood that we talk about overturned in the act of Mm. washing feet. Then you've got all of the symbolism of the Passover Seder meal, all of those different things that they ate, which have significance in the ongoing history of the Jewish people and what God is doing. And to then have this hymn at the end of it, sealing what happens with a, a hymn of thanksgiving. You can't just you can't just sort of um, you know whitewash that and say, oh it was just that's what we do in church, isn't it? We end with a closing hymn. Well this was pretty significant. So the sorts of things that he might have sung with his disciples, very, very powerful. As you say, likely to be from one of those Psalms, maybe 114 through 118. Uh, My little bit of research suggests it's probably more likely 118. But Mm -hmm. the fact that there are sentiments that are sung by Jesus with his disciples, this is a powerful thing that says the music and the hymn singing is an important element of us all heading in the one direction. Thoughts from you around that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, also music um, 
music cuts to the heart. Right? Uh, music really, like you, th you think of when you know when you sing, it's a, it's, it's something that comes from the heart, or at least it awakens the heart, right? It awakens the heart, um, and and it connects us to the core of our being. Um, if we can do that together. Um, like Jesus, you know, would have done with his disciples there, having talked about what he's about to undergo and then actually bringing them together over a hymn that was sung in thankfulness to God with hearts that are moved. I'm sure their hearts would have been moved before that. Uh, but then to actually conclude with music and a hymn that would also move them in such a way to give thanks to God through that and because of that i just think it would have been so amazing yeah he could have just said uh, all right boys on your way now this is where all the hard <laughs> stuff starts but he didn't yeah. they sang yeah. a hymn together it's a little bit like an invitation or here comes the courage you need to be able to see through the days ahead here comes the fulfillment yes. of the prophecies of the old testament here yes. comes the salvation that has been promised by god uh, mm -hmm. The hymn is the thing, and the fact that there is music that goes along with that hymn singing, actually, doesn't that deepen our appreciation of what it is to sing praise and thanksgiving to God? Yeah, so, so true. Yeah, um, I'm rem reminded of Ephesians 5, you know, when we are filled with the Spirit, the result will be a malady that's awakened in our hearts. And so, yeah, re really the, the natural result of thinking about the things that God has done for us and the, God's characteristics, really the natural result is a, a malady that comes from our hearts. Yeah, it, it awakens something deep, I think. Thoughts of God awaken something deep, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's talk about your song, The Glory of the Cross, Ray. We're about to hear it. What was going on in your heart as you're writing the lyrics, as you're preparing the music for a song like this and this one being released at this time? What's going on in your heart as you're, as you're doing those things? Yeah, really, it's a song to point to the cross, um, and particularly the glory of the cross, which um, I think the New Testament portrays, you know, talks about that the cross is glorious. Um, it doesn't feel like that when we look at it, you know, and Paul says that we stumble uh, at the cross. Um, it's, it's foolishness. It's, fo it's foolishness for the Gentiles and it's um, an abomination for the Jews, uh, the cross. Um, and really i think that's what the cross does for us it stops us in our tracks we have to stop and contemplate this thing that we really you can't ignore it right if jesus is lifted high on the cross it's just something that you cannot ignore you have to be brought to a place where you've got to wrestle with it right and so that's what i'm trying to do with this song is cause people to wrestle with the magnitude of the cross the the glory of of the cross and um i know for me as i was writing it and the more i was i suppose studying it and and writing it the the more it caused my heart to shift um uh, because i'm i'm brought face to face with what christ has done for us yeah 
Well, let's have a little listen in. Uh, This is Ray's new song. It's called The Glory of the Cross. And uh, let's see if it does bring to life in our own hearts, in our own minds, as we hear this song, the magnitude of the cross. It is Holy Week. It is the week before we will be commemorating the crucifixion on Good Friday, then the resurrection on Easter Sunday. Let's have a listen into Ray Badham's new song. It's called The Glory of the Cross. Betrayed and bruised to climb the hill of Calvary To pay the debt I could not pay On lifted arms he wore the weight of all my sin He held to justice as he held To burning grace The glory of the cross of Calvary The glory of the cross of Calvary The cost of his forgiveness Lifted high for all to see The glory of the cross of Calvary The more I see Forever 
Ray Badham, The Glory of the Cross of Calvary. Ray, the nails, the agony, uh, the cry, Father, forgive them. And as your chorus goes, his love washes over me. You're wanting to bring the hearers of this song into an experience with God as they reflect on the cross. Give us your own heart insight here. Yeah, that's right, Neil. That's what I um, was aiming to do, was to bring an experience of um, uh, what Christ actually went through for for us. Uh, because the more, the more we can see it, the more we can sense it, the more it'll change us. Yeah, so... Yeah, in the bridge, um, he he chose the rugged nails to buy my limit. Uh, he chose the rugged nails to buy my liberty, and through the agony, he cried, "Father, forgive them." Yeah, he went he went through that for us. Yeah. And his love washes over me. I couldn't help but feel as we're hearing your song. Uh, that here we are in the lead up to Easter and for some Christians, now lots of listeners will be a part of a local church Mm. and some are Easter only Christians. You know, sometimes we talk about Mm. Christmas and Easter Christians. There are lots of those who are around. Mm. There's something special about gathering on Good Friday and someone will recount the story of the cross. In most churches, they'll do something similar to what happened at the Last Supper. They'll, t- they'll partake of the bread and of the wine, the mm. body and the blood of Christ. What are your thoughts here for people gathering together on a Good Friday to, uh, in that sense of a corporate belonging? What are your thoughts here for people who are thinking, I need to be in church this Good Friday coming? Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, it's great for us to gather together, yeah, and to commemorate what Christ has done for us and to think about that. And I think the sim- the symbols of like the the communion as well that we take together. It's it's so amazing that you know we can actually take the the cup and the bread and you know break it and be just be reminded like physically of what Christ did for us, his body broken for us, his his blood poured out for us. And we can, in that way, like that sensory experience helps us to think more deeply about what is done for us. And for different people who are part of different denominations, uh, that sensory experience changes a little, different traditions Uh, Look Mm. at the Lord's Supper or the Communion or the Eucharist in different ways. But there is something special about the gathering together. There's something special about the corporate worship. You know, when all of those voices lift with perhaps what will be one of those wonderfully uh, fabulous old hymns, or it might even be a a Hillsong song that you might have had a part of, the corporate gathering, the corporate voices lifting even if you're not feeling very spiritual, that's the sort of thing that can bring you into the presence of the Lord. Any thoughts around that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm also reminded of the beginning of Hebrews, I think. I'm trying to look it up. But anyway, Hebrews 2, I think it talks about Christ himself um, as our brother singing in the midst of the congregation. Um, and so, yeah, as we gather together, it's it's Christ who brings us together. It's Christ who really is the leader of our worship, right? He's the one who 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 leads us in worship. In other words, he's gone before us in worship. He's, he's made the way, and we can gather 
together in that way and and Christ sings in the midst of us um, yeah it's it's a powerful thing Good Friday, you could even align that to something like a funeral service. Now, I I wasn't here on Friday. I actually uh, was travelling to be a part of a funeral service, a family funeral, and in which Jesus was glorified and magnified, as I'd lost a niece, uh, my mm. young niece, Rebecca. But in a Good Friday service... It's a little bit like a funeral service. And as I encourage people, when they lose a loved one, we do not grieve as those who have no hope. So while we might be entering into the depths of understanding the brutality of the cross, and we might know that this is a sad day, a commemoration of the crucifixion, we do not grieve on that day without hope. And I just mm-hmm. reflecting on your song, you know, you do mm-hmm. uh, move in your song as you talk about the glory of the cross to he rose to life again and his mm-hmm. love is alive in me. Any thoughts here on mm-hmm. how we understand the cross? Uh, because it yeah. is a, it's time of grief, but not without mm-hmm. hope. That's right, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's like uh, Psalm 23. Um, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, they're in this life, yeah, like you talked about last Friday, uh, this funeral. Um, you know, we, we have loved ones who pass on. Um, the amazing thing is that in Christ, um, though... What like what's the worst that could happen to us? Well, we could die. That's that's the worst. Um, but because Christ has gone through death's door, uh, death for um, those who come in through Christ, death is but a shadow <laughs> of what it could be, right? Because Christ has gone through. He's he 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 went through the darkness of death, so that death for us is but a shadow. It's like a shade, right? Um, I'm, I'm not sort of, you know, trying to gloss over death. It's, it's, ter- it's terrible. Um, but because of what Christ has done for us, it's, it's not the final thing for us. And as we look to Good Friday, this Friday, and so many will gather in churches all around Australia, what the cross means to me today is as alive as it has ever meant to any generation over this past 2,000 years. And we'll gather together and we'll partake in a communion service. Uh, we'll recognize the body and we'll recognize the blood. And there is something in that recognition that connects us to the very heart of God. So if you're wondering where the hope is in our own lives today, and what it means to us today, this is a good opportunity, isn't it? What's your encouragement to listeners today? Uh, to They might be thinking of going and having a holiday at the beach. Uh, wherever you go to have that holiday, there'll be a church service nearby. This is something mm-hmm. I imagine that you encourage people to go to church on Easter. What are your thoughts for listeners who are thinking about whether they'll attend church on Good Friday? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's, um, you know, um, even if it's the one time of the year, 
you know, you go to church. Well, that's that's the cent. It really is the central um, uh, time for Christians. And so, yeah, I encourage you to get along to church, whatever church it is. Um, uh, just yeah, church nearby. Uh, get together. Let's um, celebrate Easter. It it becomes then a good reminder, you know, of what life is all about and what um, life with meaning can be. Yeah. Um, to gather together on Good Friday, such a such a wonderful thing. Yeah, sure, it's it's great for us. We've got holiday, you know, got a holiday. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I'm also looking forward to actually being together. Um, yeah. Now, listeners who heard your song for the very first time today, uh, lots will be saying, "I need to hear that song again." It is a great song, and it's called "The Glory of the Cross." Uh, for people to find you on Spotify, I imagine, uh, you know, what's the best way for listeners to get a download of your song? Is Spotify the best place to go, Ray? Yeah, sure. Well, all, all the streaming platforms, It's the song's on all the streaming platforms. So it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, it's on YouTube. And yeah, so you can just uh, look, just um, search, search Ray Badham, B-A-D-H-A-M. I'm used to spelling that, <laughs> B-A-D-H-A-M. Um, yeah, so let's look it up in the glory of the cross, and uh, hopefully you can find it there. Hopefully you, you enjoy it and actually listen, listen through it, particularly this Easter time. And there's a number of websites, Ray. What's the best way for listeners to connect with you personally? Yeah, so I've, I've got a Wix website, so Ray Badham Wix, so you can connect with me there. Um, but maybe if those who are on Spotify, a great way for you to keep um, in touch is to, f- to follow me on Spotify. So you can go to Spotify and actually follow me that way um, because I'm actually releasing more music. And so when I release more music, you'll be notified. So those who are on Spotify, yeah, follow me on Spotify. Also Instagram, follow me on Instagram and Facebook as well that's a great way to keep in touch spotify instagram facebook uh ray badham wicks website lots of ways to connect with ray uh, but you might want to download that song you'll find it at spotify ray badham b-a-d-h-a-m and ray thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts share your heart and share your song with us today on 2020 thank you neil really enjoyed it thanks so much Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.